0: Hi there, welcome back to Her Portion Podcast. This is Crystal, and I'm very excited to be kicking off our theme for this month, which is Rise Up. And today we're gonna talk about Rise Up from Discouragement, that's the title. We're gonna get into that in just a minute, but I did wanna say this weekend, I was able to meet several of you who are Her Portion listeners, and we are so thankful for you, thankful that you follow along on this podcast. And of course, anytime we hear from you, it is a blessing. So I just want to just give you a little shout out and say thank you. And it's nice to know there are people out there listening. <laughs> so we're going to jump in here. Um, our theme, Rise Up, we knew this was going to be our theme for quite some time. I'd actually been studying um, for the last couple of years some places where it talks about arise and go or rise up and go, um, any of those types of words for something I'm working on. You'll find out about that soon enough. Uh, But when we chose our theme, Rise Up, I, I wasn't really sure where I was going. But last week, I had shared a post about discouragement. And that post, I would say on Instagram and Facebook, actually has more shares, more views than any other post I've ever done. Um, And the feedback that I was getting from it just made me realize how big of an issue this issue of discouragement is. So as I considered what the Lord would have me to share with you all for for the podcast episode centered around Rise Up, he took me back here to 1 Kings chapter 17-19 through 19 and the story of Elijah, uh, because during this time, Elijah became discouraged, and he's told many times in this passage to arise or rise up and to go. So that's what I want to look at today. We're going to take a look at um, the word discouraged to get started. Discouraged means disheartened deprived of courage or confidence. It's depressed in spirits and dejected. And I think we could all agree that we have times of discouragement. Um, and sometimes we can come out of that discouragement a little quicker than other times, but there was a danger in the post I shared in the in Instagram and Facebook, the danger of solitude in discouragement, and how that makes our situation worse a lot of times. Even though we naturally have this tendency when we're feeling down and discouraged, our natural tendency is to pull inward and to look inward. And we have to actually fight that because we'll see as we get going here that that does not help us come out of that discouragement with the right heart attitude that the Lord would have us to have. So, First of all, in 1 Kings chapter 17, we know that Elijah was told, it says, let's see, I'll just read um, in verse 3, 17 verse 3, it says, Get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Kirith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord for he went and dwelt by the brook kirith that is before jordan and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening and he drank of the brook so we see here that god is providing for him we see god's provision And that continues in verse nine, we see the Lord says, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he goes there. The widow woman, of course, she is gathering sticks to make her final meal for her and her son. And um, Elijah says, let's see, let me go back. Uh, Elijah said unto her in verse 13, fear not go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after make for thee and for thy son, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. Neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And so as he's staying there, um, we see, again, provision, God's provision. So he's experiencing that and he's seeing that that the Lord will provide for his needs. And then um, during this same chapter, we also see that he starts to get a look at God's power. So he's seeing God's provision. Then he's seeing God's power because you may remember her son dies. And let me go to verse twenty. Verse 20, and he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, thou Sorry, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. So Elijah's starting to see God's power, he's seen God's provision. He's seen God's power. That continues into chapter 18. In chapter 18, I always call this the great showdown (laughs) between the prophets of Baal and the one true God. And so um, we see in verse 1 that God tells him to go, go. Show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. So they have this time when um, it's... It's basically a competition. Let's see if your gods are really going to show up. And so the prophets of Baal spend all this time trying to provoke a response from their god, which never comes, by the way, never comes. And let me just say as a side note here, I feel like people today are still sacrificing their lives and their children's lives to serve false gods that will never satisfy their deepest needs. That's just a side note there. So then we see that Elijah does his sacrifice um, after, of course, watering everything down three times. And then um, in verse 36, it says, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and continued consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. So, Here we see Elijah is experiencing God's power. He's seeing it. He's seeing God's provision and now he's seeing God's power. Again, he sees his power at the end of this chapter as the Lord sends forth rain that they've been waiting on. And then we get to chapter 19. And chapter 19 is where everything kind of starts to go downhill for Elijah because After being on what I would call a spiritual mountain, you could call it a spiritual high, I can't even imagine what Elijah had just seen. And yet in chapter 19, it says in verse two, then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that he arose, there's that word arose and went for his life. So he runs for his life. After he has seen how God provided for him, he's seen God's power, he still runs for his life because he's scared of Jezebel. And it says in verse four, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough now O oh Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. So I want to stop here and just make note um, of the quote that I shared. It was by Warren Weersby. It says, solitude only feeds discouragement and helps grow into self-pity, which is even worse. And so by Elijah running away and drawing within to himself, now we see his discouragement set in. And God says in verse five, arise and eat. And then um, Elijah looked and behold, there was a cake, bacon on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. So I want to stop there and say the journey is too great for thee. When we're feeling discouragement and the things that are ahead, the journey is too great for thee. It is too great for us. We have to have the Lord's help. We need his presence. We need his provision. We need his power. And Elijah had already seen all three things there. Um, So then God confronts him in verse 9 and says, what doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Do you hear this self-pity? I, even I only, am left. So now he's focused on himself, just like we said, solitude feeds discouragement and helps grow into self-pity. So then um, we see in verse 11, and he said, go forth. So here we have the word go again and stand up on the mount before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord... The Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. Okay, so it doesn't stop there. It continues. So now Elijah has heard the still small voice. Um, let's keep reading. There are going to get some tricky names here, so just bear with me as I try to pronounce them correctly. Verse 13, and it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, what doest thou here, Elijah? Same question. And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And we see he repeats his complaint here. Verse 15, And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazael to be king over Syria and Jehu the son of Nimshi shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel and Elisha the, sh- the son of Shaphat of Abel meholah <laughs> shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room and it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of he- I'm sorry, Hazael shall Jehu slay. And him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. So he departed thence and found Elisha. I'm going to stop reading right there. You could continue to read if you wanted to. But we see here that during this time the Lord told him to arise and eat. He knew the journey was too great for Elijah to overcome on himself. Himself, We cannot overcome our discouragement on our own. We need to continue, though, to care for ourselves, both physically and spiritually, when we're going through a time of discouragement. And then I feel like we see a few things here when the Lord speaks to Elijah there at the end of the chapter. I think we saw a few things that we can take So that when we're struggling, we can try to apply them. And that is, he told Elijah to get to work. (laughs) If you look at it, he had to go then and anoint Hazael and anoint, um, let's see, where's the other one? Oh, flip too far. Sorry. Jehu and Elisha to take his place. Um, So he had work to do. So God tells him to get back to work. So, remember, I talked about the danger of solitude and looking inward. Instead of doing that, we're going to continue to do the work that God has asked us to do. We're going to keep um, keep at it one day at a time, one step at a time. Then God tells him, you're not alone. There was a remnant left. He assures him, you're not alone. So we're not alone either. We feel alone when we're, when we get caught up in our own discouragement, we start to feel alone, but we are not alone. We need to be, um, getting back to work, investing in others, looking to encourage others, and by that, we will be encouraged. And then God tells him, I'm sending help. I'm sending you, Elisha. So when we're in the midst of discouragement, notice in this, we saw, Elijah saw God's provision. He saw God's power, and then he saw God's presence in his still small voice, We can see those same things, but when we're in a time of discouragement, we've got to remember to get to work, we're not alone, and the Lord is going to send us help. He's going to send us encouragement. So I hope that that was an encouragement for you today, and I'm excited to see where this theme, Rise Up, takes us this month with the other ladies of the Her Portion podcast. So make sure you come back next week. for joining us today on Her Portion we hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's word we encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the scriptures until next time